0: There's incredible personal freedom in truth, yet we spend so much of our lives showing up the way we think we should, the ways that will make our parents happy, our colleagues respect us, society at large accept us, and of course, the ways that will make us look good on Instagram and social media. In My Truth is the antidote to the shoulds. Be a fly on the wall as my guests and I dive into the untruths we're currently living with and work through them together in real time. I'm Sarah Regalhuth, your host, and as I recently updated my Instagram bio to read, I'm not one thing, but many. Professionally, I run Grow My Team, I'm one of the co-founders of the League of Extraordinary Women, but personally, I'm a lot more than that. Last year, I moved through a breakdown. I also moved through a breakup. I also changed my entire career professionally, sold my company, ended 17 years in financial planning, a lot of change. During this period, I had a strong calling to share what was going on for me, to share it publicly on my blog, on my social media. I don't know why, but I really felt that it was important to open up these conversations and share with people what was really happening behind the scenes of my life. This sharing resulted in a lot of people reaching out to me to have deep conversations, and I started imagining what would it look like if other people could listen in on these conversations. What healing could come from that? I knew that I was healing. I knew the people I was having conversations with were healing and I really felt that if other people could listen to these conversations, to what was happening in real time, as we worked through things, that healing would come for many. And so on a drive from Vancouver to Colorado, a pilgrimage I would say, where I was moving my life back to the state that has called my heart since the first moment I ever set foot in there this podcast, In My Truth, was born. It feels healing and growing for me. I believe it's healing and growing for my guests, and I feel that they will be healing and growing for you, my listeners. So let's dive in. Quick disclaimer before we dive in. What we talk about on In My Truth tends to be very raw and can be triggering. I have included in the show notes links to resources and places where you can get support and help if you do find yourself triggered by what we talk about. Welcome to this week's episode of In My Truth Podcast, where I have my friend, Sevi Mangram joining me. We met, uh, well, we met briefly in Tulum, but we are connected through the Aubrey Marcus Fit for Service Fellowship Program, which is a 12 month program. Um, I've actually interviewed Alex Nelson from the program previously pretty sure I'll get some more of us on because we like to go deep and we like to be vulnerable and dive into it. We're certainly doing, all of us doing a lot of personal work. So very excited to welcome you on the show, Sevi. Give us a bit of an overview of who you are and what you're all about. Right.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, it's an honor to be here and looking forward to you know expanding our, uh, our relationship, uh, especially in this context. It's really exciting. Um, so, yeah, I am a uh, fitness and health coach uh, based in Los Angeles, originally from Chicago. Um, my background, uh, although in fitness and health, uh, stems from a dance and martial arts background, so more uh, movement, artistic movement based. Uh, so that's a really big piece of the puzzle when it comes to my coaching and then my own personal development because uh, I use movement uh, Less as a means in which to gain an outcome, but more so as a, as more of a a healing and uh, kind of, you know, medicine um, of sorts. So I really try to incorporate that quite a bit in uh, daily life for both myself and my clients. And uh, we're trying to spread the message of three-dimensional movement and using movement as a means of healing, not just gaining, you know, an outcome, whether performance-based or aesthetic or, you know, vanity-driven reasons.
0: Mm, I find that so interesting. I feel like my journey, getting more connected to my body and all of that and doing some like physical releasing and emotional healing. It's not exactly what you're talking about, but I've definitely discovered like the power of my body and movement. And I don't know, I guess how much our bodies hold things and how, when we can express and release um, physically through movement or whatever else can be really powerful. Also the same with um, art. I've discovered like similar like resistance and things like to create a piece of art that's not for anything. It's just to like, get something out, um, can be really healing and powerful as well. So very interesting. Anyway, let's cut to the chase and, uh, talk about where you're at and what you want to dive into today. And, uh, we'll see what comes up for me. Cause I'm having an interesting day today.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm in a funny, uh, a kind of transitional place with my line of work um, so i've been doing a lot of one on one training and then small group training for uh, the last eight eight years eight and a half years that I've been in the industry and over the last year i've been developing a methodology that um, is kind of more in line with what I was speaking about uh, in relation to looking at movement as a mode in which to kind of recover the body and self express and be more embodied and connected and so I've really been putting putting it out there and uh, you know getting some good feedback by holding like beta group like um, master classes and workshops and so that's been good and then also have you know had workshops that i've done that you know only one or two people have shown up for um and so i've been while i've been creating that um i also have um had to let go of a few personal one-on-one clients just because they weren't in line with you know the kind of people that i wanted to be around and i felt like i they weren't valuing themselves within the service that I was delivering to them. And they, they weren't willing to go deep, you know, it was very like kind of surface level. And there was just a lot of things in which that I just was not happy with. And that kind of started this like crazy trickle effect that um, has kind of carried over to like other clientele uh, to the point where um, a lot of I've you know, I wouldn't say lost a lot of clients, but I, I have a lot of clients are, are you know, have been in a transitional phase mm. with myself. So that is, you know, for, for a multitude of reasons, from uh, injuries not associated with my training, uh, for financial reasons, you know, just a bunch of different things. Mm. And that has also kind of opened up this kind of floodgate of um, challenges for me, um, you know, a little bit financially, but more so from like a mental standpoint and kind of me questioning my own skills and service, you know, cause I really hold myself to a high standard and consider myself to be one of the, you know, better health and wellness coaches around cause I put a lot of time and energy into my education. So that's kind of left me feeling a little bit like inadequate, um, And then, you know, when, when not having a lot of people show up to these workshops with this new methodology I'm developing, it makes me kind of feel like, Oh, like maybe this is not something that people value or care about. So I'm having a lot of like moments of feeling inadequate. And, um, and so that's kind of one, one point from like a business standpoint where I've been challenged. I'd say the, the second second piece um, would be uh, within within my relationship mm-hmm. uh, I've got a really beautiful lovely amazing girlfriend uh, that I've been with for uh, two years now and over the last uh, uh, like year and maybe even a little bit more than that so I she moved to LA from Chicago where we're both from and uh, it's been a very challenging and, and also exciting. And there's been a lot of great moments. I don't want to downplay the, the good stuff that's happened, but it's been a very challenging time as well as she's trying to figure out and find her footing in a city that's probably, I'd say, this is coming from someone that's only lived in two places. So who am I really to say about how hard it is to adapt to other places? But LA is a very challenging place, in my opinion, to adapt to because we have this perception of it as like, Oh, the weather's great. It's sunny. It's like great lifestyle. Um, But then at the same time, um, there's just a lot of transient energy. There's a lot of people that are very self-involved, which I can raise my hand to. Is like I'm very (laughs) self-focused on my mission and career. So I guess I kind of play into some of that disconnected energy. But LA is a very hard city to adapt to. So so there's been some challenges there, and then. we, uh, we both come to the table with our own uh, old patterns of uh, commitment issues. And so we're kind of really coming up against that right now. And um, yeah, you know, things have been, um, you know, tricky, tricky to say the least, uh, as of recent. So, so yeah, so that's, that is uh, another kind of big challenge that's presented itself as of recent and um Mm. and then also just my own lack of clarity of whether los angeles is the place for me um uh, you know i mean i'm pretty clear that it's not the place for me long term um but i feel like i still want to like leave my mark here you know like kind of like become the one of the most sought after people in the industry here and then kind of have like a bit of like a mic mic drop moment where I like leave on a high <laughs> notes you know and like and then make the move to, to wherever else whether it's you know traveling around the world teaching my methodology which is the dream and the focus for the next year and then mm-hmm. kind of allowing myself to kind of bounce wherever I want. I love Colorado. That's a very special place to me. So, um, I can definitely see, see some, uh, some time being spent there, but, uh, yeah, I, um, it's the, especially the past month has been like July was a real ass kicker for me. It was like the slowest month I've had in business for in the last like year and a half, uh, you know, really challenging conversations within relationships, both, business and, um, personal, as I mentioned. Mm. So yeah, it's definitely been, it's been a tough, tough road recently.
0: Sounds like it. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I always feel this way, but it's like the conversations happen at the, I don't know, this like synchronistic time or something, because I'm feeling like really challenged both professionally and when it comes to relationships as well. So like what's coming up for me, this weekend and, and this morning is like on the one hand. So I separated from my primary partner four months mm-hmm. ago and I fucking can't get over it. Like it's, it's crazy and I'm judging myself and I'm like, I, I want to be able to, and I've gone through these periods where we actually spent like a bit of time together and I felt like, Oh, this is amazing. I saw all this possibility. We're going to be able to be friends or transition into something else. And then again, like three weeks ago and again on the weekend, it just floored me again. I'm like, I can't even, I I spend like 75% of my thoughts every day just ruminating over like the relationship or this or that or him or I don't even know. And I don't even know what I would want in a perfect world. I think I just want fucking peace and quiet in my head. But I'm like, it's just crazy. Um, I think I haven't had such a challenging breakup for like, a long time. I, my previous breakups have felt to me as though the relationship has come full circle. So there's still been grieving. There's still been pain. There's still been, you know, a lot of things that, that happen when you separate your life from somebody, but this particular relationship, I don't know. It's just like, I can't kind of, it's all this stuff that I can't understand. And that I'm trying to put the story together in my mind so that I can be like, cool, now I've got it straight. I can just let it go. And I can't. But it's interesting as well, because the other thing that's come up the last few days, and I wonder sometimes as I hear you talk, how like when one area of our life feels unstable, sometimes something else and something else, and there can be a flow on effect that way. Other times it can just be like, we're moving through one thing and everything else is solid, which is easier to deal with. But um, yeah, I just had that feeling of like, as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's really hard. <laughs> like some days you're just like, Oh my God, the weight of everything. Like I have to make all these decisions every day. There's all these people that rely on me, like my team, my clients, my everything There's like, I kind of feel like I'm at the top of this pile of everything and it's all on me to make it work or not work. And I think, I mean, I'm 10 years and as an entrepreneur. I love it. I definitely know this is the path for me and it's the life that I want and I choose. And I think these moments are less for me now than they would have been five or 10 years ago, but I'm feeling it this weekend. I'm just feeling the weight of everything on me and also having some of those moments of just self-doubt of like, have I got the strategy right? Or have I got this right or that right? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? So it's funny. I can totally relate to some of what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you want to dive um, into more? <laughs> Or well, which one don't you want to, because that's the one we should dive I into. I guess, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess uh, relationship, you know, that's it's always uh, always the tricky, you know, mm. it's it's on that emotional level, I think. I mean, not not that business doesn't, but um, yeah, let's do that.
0: Yeah. All right. So tell us more about, what do you feel like is, uh, where are you stuck? Like, what are you, what's the truth you don't want to look at or what's not, what what's the bit that's like uncomfortable or not working or
1: um well you know I think it is is that um you know I I have this um long line of uh males um on uh my dad's side that is that uh um were quite a bit of uh these lone wolves, you know, just really like, you know, self-sufficient, um, really kind of on their own journey, on their own mission. Um which led to a lot of, um, broken relationships, dysfunctional, you know, this, that, and the other. My dad was, um, married and divorced twice. And then his first, uh, woman that he was with, he had my half sister and they never got married. So there's just a lot of like, there's a lot of that, uh, mm-hmm. in that male line. And so like, there's this, There's this part of me that thinks that I can't really get the things accomplished that I want to get accomplished when I'm with someone like committed. Um, It just feels like there's so much sacrifice uh, of myself and the things that I want to do um, to be able to grow my business, my brand and like fulfill the, like the mission that I want to, um, you know, seek, see through. Um, So I think that's a really big thing for me. Um, And then I think within that there's there's this very like primordial aspect to myself that I think a lot of people can relate to. I I really truly believe that it's not, it's really not just a, a male thing because women have a higher sex drive than men do, uh, which is like there's been a lot of research on that. Uh, so I can't mm-hmm. I can't front and be like, well, I'm just a guy and that's how it is. You know, like that's that's bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, there's just that like you know that kind of that lustfulness to like kind of go and you know conquer and and experience and enjoy and and bask in the in the beauty of. Um, you know other other individuals you know other women you know and so that's something that like i really am challenged by like the idea of one partner physically forever like that's like terrifying mm-hmm. you know and it's like it's it's terrifying to like imagine the idea of continuing down the path of more commitment of you know, getting a dog, getting a house, having children, like being married, you know, and it's like, then you, you know, things get more and more challenging, you know, as as things tend to do when more responsibilities and and, uh, obligations pack on top of each other. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you're you're you know trying to flip over every stone to work through things, and and you're you know so obligated to one another, but you're both miserable or or not miserable, but you're just you're not fully fulfilled. And it's like then what? You know, then you've gotten so far down the rabbit hole with that commitment, but there's just all of these desires that can't be fulfilled by one person. You know, so. So, yeah, I think that that's like another one of my big challenges um, mm. is, uh, you know, all those all those things. So.
0: Monogamy, it's a real bitch.
1: <laughs> I am not very good at it.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I've been non-monogamous, practicing non-monogamy, exploring non-monogamy is probably the best term for two and a bit years. And something that's come up for me the last few days, and I actually journaled about it this morning, was like, monogamy was hard. Non-monogamy, it was really hard as well. So my ex-partner and I were open and you know, I actually have another partner that I've been with for even longer than him. That's more, it's like less uh, serious, I suppose, but it's, it's been there the whole time and it's pretty amazing. Very amazing. Actually. Um, We seem to do non-monogamy well. My primary partner and I, it was really, really difficult Um, but I kind of feel like you've just opened up that conversation to me where I'm like, all of relationship stuff is just really challenging. Like that's how I feel right now. And I know that's just a belief and it's something I need to work through, but where is the peace in relationship is what I'm trying to figure out. Um, Because I think no matter which way you look at it, like non-monogamy is going to be challenging because you're having to deal with your partner being with other people um, and you're having to deal with yourself being with other people and talking to them about it, you're also dealing with more than one person or partner, which there's just more emotions and more feelings and more people in the mix. So that's all really challenging. But, you know, the feeling of that one person for the rest of my life, I find I don't even know how that, I can't quite get my head around it. And I've felt, even still, like I, I still have these feelings that like there's something wrong with me for feeling that way and that I'm not normal and that I'm broken. I think one of the other things I wrote down in my journal this morning was like that nobody in their right mind would really want to be with someone who's so like wanting to be open and wanting to be free and wanting all of this kind of different way of living that you know, men will want a good girl and I'm not like the good wife and I can't be that. And I tried to be that once I was married before and I tried to be to some degree, the good wife and it didn't, didn't end out. And so now I'm telling myself these stories that like how I am this wild and free and emotional and (laughs) whatever I am is not going to be enough for, for somebody or too much or whatever words we want to use. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Thanks Mm -hmm. for bringing it home for me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah yeah for sure for sure
0: have you guys talked about opening up or
1: uh yeah a little bit but she's just not as not as keen on that you know she Mm -hmm. comes from a a old school chicago italian catholic like things are you know Mm -hmm. which once again it's like we are a product of our environments right you know like there's more of a likelihood that you explore things outside the norm when you are Around that kind of energy, or you see things that are not, uh, there's a lot of non workability in like the monogamous uh, zone uh, in way of doing things. And so she's been around a lot of uh, marriages that have stayed together, maybe even, you know, amidst a lot of disharmony and non workability, uh, which I think is like the worst thing ever, you know, it's like, you might as well not be together and be happy than be together and be miserable. Like, like who wants that? You know, like, that's no way to live, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a tricky thing. You know, I mean, like we've discussed some, some possibility of, of having a little bit of fluidity. Um, but, um, it, nothing that has really materialized or been very like, here's the agreement, here's the situation, here's this, here's that. you know she's she's more so of the of the kind of mindset of like it's like either we're you know, like together or not. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, it's a it's a tricky beast. And it's like, you know, I even say, you know, hey, like I'm willing to explore that. and yet, I don't know how it would hit me. You know, even though I like, I can like try to rationalize in my mind and in my heart that like, if she came back and was like, "Wow, I just had like an amazing night with this really hot guy," you know, like I can in my mind be like, "Oh, I'm like, I, like, because I love you so much. I'm like really happy that you are fulfilled." Like, I can like try to like wrap that around my mind, but at the same time, it's like, but will I really feel that way? You know? So yeah, yeah.
0: It's definitely in my experience, I was the one that opened up the conversation Mm -hmm. actually with all of the men that I've dated or like, I'm essentially um, like, I don't even know what, I don't want to label what I am right now, but I'm dating and all of that. And ever since I left my marriage, I was when I wanted to try non-monogamy and explore it. And I've been the one to kind of open up, open up the idea, I should say to all the different people that I've met and, going back to how I was then I was like, Oh yeah, this is going to be amazing. Like I'm not jealous. I believe in free love. Like, and Oh my God, it kicked my ass. Like I had more insecurity. I've never even really barely felt not never, but I had not felt a lot of jealousy in my past relationships had not felt a lot of insecurity in that area in my past relationships, and it brought so much to the surface. So that was just an interesting one that I thought I was the one that was going to be super cool with it. And I mean, in the end, I think we both we did well in in many areas, and and we struggled in in many others in my previous relationship. But it definitely was more difficult than I thought. Um, but I also think a brand new relationship that was challenging for us, like we were brand new ourselves. And neither of us had ever really tried non-monogamy. I think there's something to be said when you have some years of trust and all of that established. But then again, it's like unique in every single situation. So <laughs> and every other person that you bring in, you know, you you've got another dynamic to manage there and another unique connection that's gonna have its own challenges and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tell us more about where where you where you are right now and what you're feeling
1: yeah well we just uh we just moved into a new place together um in venice california
0: have you lived together Um, before
1: yeah yeah we've been living together for the last year Mm -hmm. and a half Mm -hmm. which is both of our first live-in partners so that's you know been a fucking whirlwind of craziness and and all of that you know because i mean it's like You know, you go through your honeymoon phase, which usually consists of living separately, which is super exciting and fun. And like you get to always you get to go back to your place and have your sanctuary. Mm -hmm. But then when you're in the midst of one another's space, like you see all the little quirks, all the little things about your person that you're like, (laughs) ah i I didn't see that before that's kind of fucking annoying, <laughs> like you know, or you know it's like, yeah, you just start to like let things out a little bit more, and uh you know that novelty and that excitement starts to wear down. I don't care how passionate or exciting your relationship is, you know, like it's just gonna happen, so um you know we're uh, we're trying to facilitate this new space to be a place in which. We're, we're, it's definitely a better space. Like physically it's more, there's more space. Um, we actually have two separate, like I'm I'm in like this little extra studio space that we have that we're using as like a, um, a meditation movement kind of like uh, healing space. And then the other, um, space because it's like a little Mm -hmm. bungalow the other space is like where the kitchen is where our our, like you know bedroom you know our bed is where like all the other stuff is so um so there's a little bit of um space that we can have from one another which is nice so yes that's kind of like where where we're at right now um yeah, we were like actually on the verge of like potentially not moving in together, but it just, we just kind of had made the commitment and I'm a, I'm a big believer in like following through on your word. And, you know, I think that I knew that there would be a lot of value in moving in together into this new space and then kind of assessing uh, how things go over the next, we had like a year lease, but essentially the, the communication and agreement was that at some point, to kind of see whether this is meant to be and how we really truly feel about each other um there there's going to need to be uh at some point a time when uh we both have our own separate spaces like when i move out or we find our individual uh apartments and uh kind of really see how much how much we miss each other and and what that's like and and maybe even open the door to kind of taking a step backwards and like going through that dating phase again because we basically went from honeymoon phase to like all in living together mm. in like a 420 square foot studio you know like there was no like courting phase you know uh so i think that that's going to be a necessary step to really kind of see um what's possible
0: so you you um, think you're actually going to go back to living separately at some point for a while and see what that's like and Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's necessary, even though it's it's not the norm, which I don't ever want to be the norm, you know, um, I think that that's like the, the most respectful move um, and also a move that really gets us to see like, yeah, like how do we really feel about not mm. being with each other as frequently? Are we happier? If we're happier than that, that says something, you know, if we're not as happy and we really miss each other, then that says something too. Mm. Um, And uh, I think that that also opens up the floor for there to be more exploration, you know, like, because I mean, I think that there's something pretty profound in saying to your partner, like hey, if we really want to know how much we love each other, why don't we let each other see what it's like to be with someone else and date someone else, you know, like that's, that takes some, some guts, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like, you know, people say, it's like, Oh, you know, it's like you end up opening things up and your person, you know, falls in love with someone else and they end up choosing to be with them. And it's like, well, if you had never done that, you would still be together. And it's like, well, we would, but with the knowing that there was possibly someone out there that could make us more happy or, I mean, that's, I take that back. No one else can make us more happy, but that we're more suited to be with and we mm. really find more contentment even. Um, and so it's like, you're actually doing your person, a part, your partner a favor by allowing them to explore. Like, that's like the best gift of all. Like, that's, that's real love. I yeah. Think. Um, like not not like I'm in love with you or like that contractual love bullshit that you have when you get married. It's like, oh, well, now that we have this contract, you do for me and then I'll do for you type deal. It's like, no, like love is love. And um, luckily enough, like we both have a very transparent communication and we both at the root of all of it, we both love each other very mm-hmm. deeply. Um, you know, to the point of yeah like let's 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 open open the doors of it and see what's mm. possible, so
0: but you're more on that page than she is yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's definitely tricky um in my experience, like well, actually, the other thing that I was thinking as you were talking there is that I've always believed is like that can happen anyway, I mean I've been in relationships where I've met someone else and left that relationship to be with somebody else and we weren't open. So, you know, and I didn't even necessarily cheat. It was just like, meet someone. Oh, wow. And it makes you question your current relationship. And the old me also felt because I thought, well, I can only be in one relationship at a time. So that means I must have to end this relationship to be in this new one. So it's kind of nice to be more free with my thinking now about different relationships and how they can overlap and interweave and it doesn't necessarily have to mean the end of another. Um, like I think something that's been coming up for me this morning actually is like I'm heartbroken. I'm in love and I'm curious about this new person I've met. Like three different people happening at once. And being in love with one person has not taken away from the fucking pain of this heartbreak of losing my, my primary partner. Like that it's so interesting to me to feel these things for other people at the same time as this depth of this pain, which is something that, you know, previously we would have been told can't kind of, or I I certainly believed couldn't coexist. Like, well, if you're in love with somebody else, you you just must be over that other person. And it's like, no, I'm not over him for a second. (laughs) Like it fucking sucks. I guess my dream is to have the fluidity in my romantic relationships as I do in my friendships that whatever's happening with this friendship is separate to this one and, and all of that. But I like where I struggle right now is I just don't one, I'm still trying to learn how to just be with myself and be enough for myself because I've always been in a relationship. So, you know, I've always lived with someone. I've always basically, you know, I'm I'm maybe the opposite of you where you said you guys have like just, moved in for the first time. This is like the first time I've moved into my, my own place for myself. Like, and yeah, it's really great. There's a lot that I love about it. Um, and there's a lot that I'm just trying to get comfortable with because I'm not used to not being somebody's person. Like, and I've got to be that person for myself. That's the journey I'm on right now. And the dream is that I go on that journey and then I become so happy and comfortable in myself that I can have this fluidity in my romantic relationships. That's just like, beautiful and filled with love with everybody but I don't know like I haven't seen it yet so (laughs) well
1: you're still early on in the game you know yeah um yeah it's that's that's the truest journey of all I think is like to be fully satisfied and content not even happy you know I think that I think that we generally like seek joy excitement happiness like these like very dopamine boosting mm. serotonin releasing um moments but it's like what if we can just be content like settling but like just peaceful at ease having serenity just with ourselves you know like that's a really profound state to get to and that that's really what i'm trying to work on right now is like in the midst of the relationship and of the craziness with work is to be like things are fine just the way they are i don't need to like scramble and figure out the next technique to get more engagement on my social media to get more clients and like this that and the other i don't need to immediately go out and like you know uh tell tell my partner that like we're done and that's it just because it's been a challenging time to get like nothing needs to be rushed it's just about like how much can I sit into what it is that I'm feeling mm-hmm. and letting it be totally okay as it is even if it's like ugh like such a like unpleasant like you know nasty taste in your mouth or you know you know, uh, heartbreaking, you know, feeling it's like, well, let me just like be with it as much as possible and see if Mm. I can be okay with it. Um,
0: But Don't you feel that sometimes though? Like you just want to fucking be impulsive and just like, Mm -hmm. like it's over. We can't do this anymore or whatever it might be, or I'm going to quit this thing or I'm going to start this thing or, yeah. and it's like such a challenge
1: to just Mm -hmm.
0: sit with it and just stay and just see what can come.
1: It's a, it's a really profound practice. I think one 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 a path worth walking I I really believe
0: yeah what challenges you most with that like with this you said you you're kind of really trying to practice just being more at peace like irrespective of the of the happy and the joy and those different things but just trying to be more at peace what challenges you most
1: with that um, I mean I think it's just like anything else is that like it's like the seeking for approval you know mm-hmm. whether it's like someone being like oh yeah I want to train with you you're the best here's $130 an hour you know or you know whether it's a you know person of the sex in which you're interested in like being like oh Wow, like you're you're hot. You're like, I want to get down with you, you know. Like I think we just we we naturally we're creatures that want to be acknowledged, we want to be recognized, we want to be seen, we want to be heard. Uh and so like that's the big thing is that like, you know, I I want to make a difference in people's lives. I want them to be like yo, you're the fucking baddest trainer out mm-hmm. there. And by bad, I mean yeah. good. Like that's, you know, um, like you're, you, you're, you've are you you changed my life, you know? It's like we want that, you know, on both ends, you know? We want to like be with someone who's attractive and them telling us that we're like the best lover or that we're attractive or all that. We make them feel so good. Like, you know, we're, I think we're creatures that are, that's our ego, you know, that's speaking. So I think that there's, Uh, there's a lot of like ego checking that happens that is hard to deal with when you try to get to peace and Mm -hmm. contentments.
0: I think that external validation piece is like very prevalent for so many of, well, for all of us, really. It's just, it's hard to get to that place where what we're doing is just enough and um, that we're not just thinking externally Well, folks, these things happen. Looks like we've lost Sevi, and I've just sent him a text and I think his actual phone has gone flat. (laughs) So I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, I think we covered some really interesting ground. As you can tell, I'm having a bit of a day, lots of different things coming up for me. So I'm grateful to have had an opportunity to talk about them. I think overall just relationships and the idea of, how I am in relationship, what types of relationship or relationships will work for me um, and how to navigate this, this new part of my life. It's really challenging me. Um, And every day I feel like I'm uh, moving and shifting my perspective. And I think that's because uh, the different people in my life, you know, there's, there's different feelings and emotions that are coming up all the time every day as I navigate a very new way of being. So yeah, grateful for that conversation with Sevi because it really helped me open up some of the things that I've been thinking about. And it was super interesting to hear that, you know, I'm not the only person out there, which I know, but I like to I like to talk with other people about some of these struggles around monogamy or non monogamy and commitment and what is the way forward. Um it's such a journey and there is no right answer. But I think what Sevi was saying about finding ways to come to peace with ourselves as we move through it is certainly an objective I'm striving for. So we have Sevi back online. So Yeah,
1: this has really been the story of my week. It's like technology networking. <laughs> things, things You're testing all good. Me. I yeah. think
0: we've come to a pretty good place with our conversation. So maybe um we can start to wrap it up anyway, but I'd love to hear like what has come up for you, what what do you feel like you got to the bottom of anything through our conversations? Is there any more clarity? Um, any more any action you might want to take? Um
1: yeah you know I think the I think the big thing is uh, in relation to kind of the way in which um, I choose to live my life and the the path that I continue to walk on is uh, the idea of continuing to show up um, with love and with love, meaning like capital l love like not the love that's contractual, not that is um, you know uh, conditional but just showing up in a way in which I'd want someone to show up for me, you know? Uh, And not being, you know, so driven by my ego and and by, you know, uh, getting recognition or validation or, um, you know, following through on the worldly pleasures that we, you know, all desire. Um, but just continuously being of support, being kind, acknowledging, loving so, you know and all the things in which anyone would want someone to treat them, whether they're you know uh, someone that you've never met before or your you know closest, most dear uh, you know lover in the world. Um, so I think that that's like the big thing for me is just is um, knowing that, the universe, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it, will will provide you with exactly what it is that you're supposed to get. Um, and continuing to maintain transparent and honest communication, even with the things that might be challenging to, to do so with, um, especially if you're someone that holds yourself to a high standard of a human being that is loyal, honest, kind, sincere, direct, um, clear um and uh so yeah i think that that's the that's the big thing for me is is not making any quick decisions to to do anything that would leave anyone being disrespected or or uh feeling underappreciated um so that's kind of the big focus for me and when it turned in terms of you know my relationship is is knowing that uh I, I, and we, more so we will be led to exactly where it is that we're supposed to get to naturally without one of us just being like, fuck it, I'm out. You know, um, we'll get to a point where it'll be very, you know, it'll, there'll be clarity on whether this is the path that we should walk together or whether, you know, there's a little bit more gray area and room for exploration, uh, with that underlying strong love still there. Um, or whether it's that we uh, have grown in different directions and are moving apart and and need to make that step amicably and uh, lovingly. Mm.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on today and for sharing all of this and just for opening up, I guess, the conversation around monogamy, non-monogamy, commitment, all of that, because it's something that is is heavy on me at the moment that I'm trying to figure through myself. Um, so it's nice to know that I'm not, the only person (laughs) struggling and thinking about it. And I know I'm not, but I think it can still very easily for me, I can slip into a space of just like, Oh my God, like, am I the only person that feels like this? And I'm so different. And I'm, am I ever going to be able to find, you know, that peace and that, that love. But I think, what you've just said about how you want to treat your partner and come at it with that capital capital L love. I'm like, I need to be doing that for myself right now because I'm being really tough on myself a lot of the time. Um, Getting into that headspace where I'm ruminating over the past and how this went, how that went and past relationships and times I've hurt people and times I've been hurt and I'm just being really tough on myself. And I think it's amazing to go back and learn from all of those things, but it's also a balance between getting caught in just the rumination and the overplaying and overplaying and overdoing. And I've definitely got a tendency to do that. So thank you for opening up that space and for sharing your struggles um, so openly, so vulnerably. I know it can feel pretty scary to do this, but I really, really appreciate you, Sebby. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you too, Sarah. Thank you for sharing as well. And Thank you for having me on here and uh, to many more conversations to come on relationships and all things. Um, you know, I think the more that we speak our truths and uh, support one another in those things, uh, the more understood we can feel. And I think that that's the base of everything is we all want to be understood, seen, heard, uh, and respected. And so, um, I think that this gives people an opportunity to, to be able to take part in that and know that it's okay to walk a different path and uh, that we're not alone.
0: Yeah, totally. And I'd love to have you back on the show anytime you want to dive into anything that you're trying to get to the bottom of or trying to work through because it is, it's constant. You know, I mean, I have these conversations with my guests every week or whatever, and I'm like, there's always something there for me that I can dig below, peel back the layers a little bit more, and. And learn more about myself or about the situation so thank you again and yeah let's get you back on the show sometime in the future
1: sounds good i'm up for it
0: (laughs) love it thanks for listening to this episode of in my truth you can find the show notes on my website under the tab podcasts or sarahriegelhoof.com forward slash in my truth podcast to stay updated on all of our episodes subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app We cover some pretty intense stuff in our episodes, so if anything is coming up for you, please don't be afraid to reach out for help. In the show notes of every episode, you'll find a list of resources, but good friend Google will always be able to help you depending on where you're located in the world. Remember, you're not alone and there is hope, even though it may not feel that way at times. Talk to someone, a friend or family member, and let them support you. Reach out to a professional, do whatever you need to start your journey back to feeling good. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, either publicly or anonymously, head to my website and book in. Once again, it's sarahreaglehooth.com forward slash in my truth podcast. Thanks again for being here.